Hey, Jimbo, you ready for this deal? Bulldogging. Woo! <laughs> Old stories like long lost friends Rodeos and late night bends History before our time Round pens and pasture rides Cowboys of the Osage Howdy, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Cowboys of the Osage podcast, brought to you by the Ben Johnson Cowboy Museum, located in historic downtown Pahuska, Oklahoma. Hey, it's O'Cody over here, and as always, I have my main man with me, Mr. Songwriter Extraordinaire and Rodeo Historian, <laughs> Jimbo Snidely. Morning, Jimbo. Where are we at? Who are we talking with? Hey, Cody boy, it's just another great day in the Osage, but we're not in the Osage. Cody, we're at Chicago, Oklahoma. When you think of Bulldog, and you think of Chicago, Oklahoma. I mean, Bulldog and capital of the yes, world. Yes, yes. And when you think of that, you think of the Duvals, you know, That's along with I the Combs, about. you know. Oakberry. Yeah, Oakberry. But uh, we're sitting here talking to Roy and Bill Duval, Chicago, Oklahoma. And you talk about, I mean, Roy's three-time world's champion, 24-time national finalist. Bill, probably the best hazer ever two sons that made the nfr bulldog and sam and spud grandson riley's made the nfr bill's a great horse trainer he's in the hall of fame they're both in the hall of fame you talk about royalty now we got it going on today and we're just tickled to be here for them inviting us down and bill and roy welcome to the cowboys of the osage podcast thank you thank you happy to have you guys on holy moly Jimbo, when you think about bulldogging and you think about probably the most historic family in bulldogging, it's the Duval family, as far as I'm concerned. Right. Um, There's just never been a family that I know of that's had this many national finals qualifiers. How many generations? This four generations? Yeah. yeah going to the NFR. Yeah. I just. Uh, the Wright brothers, I guess they're about the only ones that can even compete with the Duvals, really, as far as the. <laughs> Historic rodeo family. It just go ahead. I just asked him where you grew up at. Where'd you grow up at? We grew <coughs> hitched up. Now you have to explain where that's at. Cause hitched is about twenty miles from here out west. Towards Henrietta. Okay. Little town of okay. Hitched. Okay. Right. Hitched and Boynton, Wainwright. We've been right in this here. local right area our whole circles. Yeah. Right. Were you born into rodeoing, or did you? Our just... dad rodeoed a little bit. Okay, I mean, not a whole lot, but he he rode bulls and bulldogs, and we just kind of picked it up on our own. We left home. I was thirteen. He was twelve when we left home. We went to my grandpa's house, and he kind of raised us. And we, I entered the Dakota Rodeo when I was thirteen years old, in the bareback riding. I made it out of the shoot on two of them. And one of them I didn't write him far enough to get out of the chute. He bucked me off in the chute. <laughs> but that's when we started. And Roy was thought he was James Dean. He had him long hair, motorcycle, and he was cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'd make fun of him, you know. And finally, I talked him into bulldogging. First rodeo we go to, Salisaw, Oklahoma. 
he wins second or third at this junior building. We win $18 or something. But at that time, man, we thought we was rich, you know. Roy got his hair cut, sold his motorcycle, and we went to Bulldog. Well, that's probably a pretty good career choice. Yeah. Yes. Good Lord's been good to us. He blessed Roy with Bulldog, and I learned how to haze. And if I could get him under Roy, I know we was going to get some money. Yeah. Shoot, yeah. Well, you started out, and did you go to the high school rodeos, or? We went to a few high school rodeos, and then we started going to amateur rodeos, right. you know, just around here close. And first year or two, we went to probably, say, 10 rodeos a year. Right. And then as we got a little older, we got to go into more rodeos. And then uh, what year did you start? Roy went to IRA. I went to IRA uh, three, uh, two times, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so. Two times and uh, second one time. Yeah, yeah we was and 18. And we got an RCA card. Right. Was there a big difference in the IRA and RCA back then as far as size of the cattle and the setups and stuff? Or? Oh, yeah. Back, back, big cattle that we run at the RCA. RCA. And at the amateur rodeos, you run small cattle, you know. Right. But, uh, I mean, we run some hawkers, 700-pounders and stuff. We, uh, we got pretty lucky if friend of our dad's that helped us, Sam Shipley, we bought this little horse for $500. And at that time, $500 was a lot of money for a horse. Sure. But Sam loaned us the money, and we paid him back a little at a time. And my granddad had a mare that they had run a lot on the racetrack and rope calves on, and we used her to haze on. And we had a 52 Ford car and a homemade trailer. Okay. <laughs> Sang like so we'd hook up, we'd go down the road, we'd hit a little bump, the wheels would come off. We had to slow down. And that's how we started. Yep. And then we, we went to Roy got to winning a little bit. I got to where I could haze them in under him because if I could get him under Roy could throw them down. And that's where we started. A lot of people, a lot of people don't remember, know that they rode on cars back then, you know. They didn't have the pickups like yeah, they do man. now. Yeah, they had them. We just didn't have enough money to buy yeah. one. <laughs> yeah, but mm, yeah. most guys in the 40s and 50s were in cars. Yes. You would drive that old car in a two-horse trailer, one axle. The car in front of it would be up like this, and the back would be dragging the highway. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Did it ever get to whipping on it? Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah, we had, you had to drive about 25, because when you hit a bump, it'd come up like that. It'd do that. Yeah. We finally got us a little money, and we bought us a, a, a Cadillac, a used Cadillac, but it stayed on the ground with us. Yeah. And that's what we that's how we started. It's pretty rough. We worked all week, go to rodeo, try to win something, go home, work. You know. And that's how we got started. And then uh, we, we we over went to Boynton. Uh, our Grandma and Grandpa lived there, and we built an arena south of Boynton and bought us four steers. And I went to the bank there at Boynton and bought a horse. What was the price on him? Oh, we give $2,500. $2,500. And that's where we started really practicing and trying to get ready. And uh, one day, uh, here come a car over the mountain and and uh, it turned around and come back, and there's a woman. And this stud horse in the deal was turned around backwards, 
what was her name? Joe Decker. Joe Tater. Decker. Yeah, I know. Tater's yeah, I knew. Joe, Joe Decker. That's when me and Roy met her over there. Yeah. We helped her get her horse, and then when we yes. got to going. She to was home. rodeo secretary. Yeah, she's yeah. rodeo. Yeah. Tater was a turtle. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, we got her fixed, and from then on, and we got an RCA. She took care of us. Then you had to pay and stuff. We didn't have much money. She kind of helped us out for, <laughs> and you know we met a lot of people. Get to meeting people. Yeah. It's always good to everybody, and they yeah. good to us. Well, you were doing real good in the IRA. What made you want to go to the RCA? Just more money, or oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, but it was a little different. I mean, his bigger cowboys and stuff. You know, right. the amateur deal. Oh, they. Don Hudson, all them was in RCA. Right, right. And uh, a lot of them's dead now, a lot of guys we know. Yeah. And uh, But anyway, we had a good life. Oh, yeah. There they was more, a lot more money in the RCA than there was amateur. Roy, Roy went to IRA two times, and we had the IRA final. Did, was they having the final over here at the city when you went in? Uh, Where was the finals at when you went them, or did we even have a finals? We just had a banquet, I think. Banquet. Yeah, I had stuff. a banquet at Tulsa, you know, and they give the prizes and stuff away. And uh, Sam Shipley probably helped me and Roy more than anybody. Right. If we got broke and needed money, he'd give it to us. Yeah. You know, and we was blessed with a, with a lot of people that liked us, and we tried to help everybody because we just poor boys, you know, rode right. on. We wasn't no better than nobody else. We just, we got, Roy could really bulldog, and I tried hard. Mm-hmm. You know? And I learned how to haze. If I could get them under Roy, I know we could get some money. Right, right. She was about as big then as I am now. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, them little old stairs and a lot of them, if we, we run, you could slam them, you know. Right. In the amateur deal. Right, right. The, uh. You told us about the first rodeo Roy entered. Where where'd you guys throw your first steers down and learn learn how to do it, or did you just do it at the rodeo? No. We actually pulled out cows out in the pasture. <laughs> Boy. <laughs> you got skin up. Too. Our horse had quit running by. I'd like to watch that. So Roy was going to jump, and I was going to stay on the horse and whoop him on by. Yeah. Well, the horse tripped, and here we went. Me and Roy and the horse end over end. But we, we first twenty we run was out in the pasture, you know, just old cows with horns. We mm-hmm. we couldn't throw them down, but we'd get off and catch them. Right, you know? right. And the horse was was wasn't very good, you know. You had to kick, right, and sure, rein him and sure. everything else over at Harold Guthrie's at Wainwright, Oklahoma. He's a, my uncle. I worked on the dairy and went to school. Bill went to Hitchton and went to school. But on the weekends, we'd see each other and stuff, you know. Right. Yeah. Look here, we had a lot of help after we got to going. There's a lot of people rode on seeing it. We had to stay power. You know, we wasn't just playing around. Well, people went to help us, like Bill Mills, uh, Keith Freeman, uh, a lot of different people told us things and helped us. And, you know, we, we kind of... Got in and everybody liked us because we wasn't we just a couple of poor boys trying to make it, you know. We'd help anybody sure. like like you would back then. Everybody helped everybody. That's the way rodeo people were back yeah. then. Yeah, you seen them on the side of the road. You yeah. stopped and you helped them. Yeah, sure. And uh, yeah, we had we had a good life in the rodeo business. 
who did you pattern? Was there anybody in particular you kind of patterned your style after? No. Do you have your own style? No, I just I just got to, at first, you know, I'd try to water them down and stuff, but it wasn't long till I stoned them. And then I really got tough. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but anyway, I was a little bigger than like Bill. He wasn't near as big as I was and mm-hmm. stuff. And some of them steers, you know, tricky and stuff, amateur deal. So he sure had to watch mm-hmm. to catch one of them. Right. But uh, that's how we started out. We had, after we get rodeoed a little bit, everybody liked us. We, was, you know, we, we wasn't smart aleck or mm-hmm. nothing like Everybody helped us. And that, in the rodeo business, if you get in and people help you. Right. If you're a good guy and, you, and we tried to help everybody. Sure. You know, I mean, it's just one big family. Right. You know, and that's the way it's always been. And it's kind of that way now, too. You know, I mean, it ain't changed a whole lot. Now, what's changed is the money and the competition and stuff like that is a lot more tougher today than it was when we was going. You know. And the size of the steers. And yes. yes. Right. I feel like it's a little bit more of a serious business today. I nope. see a lot of these guys... I don't know how much you worked out in life. You probably just worked hard your whole life. But I yeah, say a lot of these guys, they take it pretty serious nowadays. Yeah. You know, they're in they're in the gym every day. See, we worked out. out, but we had to haul hay all week, so we have enough money. To go <laughs> we did right. we haul hay all week and go to one rodeo. Yeah, yeah. Nothing makes you bulldog or rodeo a little bit better than hauling hay. Thinking, God, if, yeah. I, if I can stay on the road a little longer, I won't have to haul much. Well, no, <laughs> that hay. If I could, that's get, what I used to think anyway. If I could get that steer in under Roy. Roy was going to get him down, and we didn't have to work as hard. <laughs> yeah. We just look here, we was blessed. A lot of people helped us mm-hmm. after they got to knowing us. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of different people helped us in our lifetime. Right. Okay. Yeah, I tell you what, uh, you can't believe, you know, the people that helped each other. Right. And they wasn't very many big Cadillacs or anything. There is most usually old junker cars or a pickup. And a homemade trailer, something. And a homemade trailer. That trailer we had, we bought a guy sold it. Oh, he fixed it up. Hoopy Hopper, wasn't it? Here's yeah. He sold it to us. Well, we went to the rodeo. Didn't go very far. Blew a tore off. Yeah. Went on down, got that. He put, uh, built it at the airport at uh, Mr. Gogi, and he had put. Uh, them rims on there, and shoot, you couldn't go 20 miles. You'd run a tar. We had to call, haul four or five <laughs> tars to, to get there. Did it have a canvas top on it? Yeah. No. <laughs> it, was a, it was a nice-looking old trailer for yeah. us. Right. <laughs> but we had to change the axles on it. We couldn't tie enough tars. You know, just a lot of people rodeoed like that then, though. And a lot of people lost their trailers back then. You know, I've heard a lot of stories, yeah. you know, trailers coming unhooked. Was that just on account of the old sorry hitches or what was oh, the deal? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we had this little Ford car first. And we hooked this trailer on. Well, when you hit a bump, yeah. front tires would come up. You had to uh-huh. slow down. They'd come down. <laughs> now, that was pretty Western going to the rodeo. Right. If you got over 25, you were taking a chance on running off in the ditch. Mm-hmm. But we had a lot of stuff like that. And then we finally got us a truck and trailer and got us a pretty good horse. And, and rodeoing was good to yeah, you know, uh, I didn't win like Roy. Roy win good, and we was if he had a dollar, I had a dollar. Sure. Was it just you and Roy in the rig, Bill? Well, a lot of times it was when we first started. Yeah. 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 
Yeah, you couldn't. Well, three might have could have rolled in it, you know, with the rigs we had. <laughs> we finally got a pickup and just had one seat. You couldn't all, you know. But we is around here in the edge of Arkansas and stuff. We couldn't go very far, you know. We used. Then we got going a little further out and better horses, and we learned a lot. And uh, I, I, I sure did try hard. You know, a lot of guys don't try. Mm-hmm. Buddy, when I backed in there, I was going to tear one up. <laughs> or if you didn't, you didn't have money to get home on. Right, sure. Me and Bill's come home, and the boy and mama would get up and cook us something at four in the morning because we had three cents and an empty of gas. Yeah. Just barely get home. Well, that that's from after, after we finally got over the rough part of it. Roy got to where we win quite a bit of money. I ain't bragging or nothing. Mm-hmm. That was our job. Right. And we worked at it like a job. We worked at it every day. Right. And that's how you become successful in anything, whether it's rodeo and baseball or any sport you play, you got to work at it. Roy had a lot of talent, and I had a little bit of talent, but I figured out how to haze them steers and slow them down a little bit, and Roy could get them down, and we had money after that. How'd you slow them down, Bill? Look here. You take this left foot, and you drive up on you stick that toe in her eye, and they'll, they'll raise her head up. Mm-hmm. Well, you get your feet on the ground from here to that chair quicker. Well, mm-hmm. That's a second. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I could, I, I learned how to damn sure make one. And if you get their head up like this here, for Roy could catch him. And Roy had a lot of strength mm-hmm. when he was young. Roy was stout. He's still stout. Mm-hmm. But Roy could get them down. I've run a lot of steers and catch them. And I might go to the catch pen before I turn them loose. But most generally, I had to turn them loose because it's going in the catch pen with me. I right. Weighed, I, you know, I weighed about 145 pounds. And the steers weighed 700. Right. Well, it's just like, like. He's talking. You go to them rodeos, and some of them just had half cows and everything else to bulldog. It wasn't a real good set of mm-hmm. bulldogs. Right. It was just rodeo. Right. And you better be able to throw one, be big, and throw one down. Cause if you don't, you can't draw them good ones every time. Right. But uh, we had a good life in it. How long would they haul a set of steers? Oh, Two or three years. Some of them, were, <laughs> when they first started, they finally changed the rules where you had to get fresh steers every year and stuff. And the IRA come along, and, and IRA really, they wasn't quite as big as the RCA, but they, it was a good association. And and then they come along with the CWRA, and, the, and then the, you had, the Cowboys had a little more control over the stock then, you know. And they'd get fresh steers every year and fresh calves. And well, as like we... When come along, you know, we got everybody got to knowing everybody and got to get a little better stock and bulls and start had a little better rodeos and when we quit and got an RCA, the IRA come in, you know, and it made it really a lot better because they had some rules, you know, and uh, if the steers get really got bad, they would. They kind of had a little committee that mm-hmm. make them get some better steer. Right. And uh, but anyway, that we we rodeoed what three, four, five years right just around here, you know. And then we got to get a little further out, a little further out, and got the bulldog a little better, and, and went to uh, got RCA cards. Who helped you with your horses? Did y'all train your own horses? Uh, we did over there on uh, when we was over uh, Boynton. 
uh, it, we kind of learned on them horses. The mm-hmm. first horse, really good horse we bought off our Ever Crandall. We had that radio out there, and we had four steers. And they'd be six, seven guys come practice with us. We'd run them steers to death. But uh, Ever Crandall had a horse, young horse, and I, we bought him, boy, he could smoke. Well, that's what we had him weak. He run through the fence with Bill. He run off with, found out he ran, run off with his daughter. That's the reason they sold him. I gave him <laughs> twenty five hundred at the bank. He loaned us twenty five hundred to get that horse, and that horse run through the fence. What all did tear up on him? He was out a long time. Hmm. It took me a year to get over it. I ain't got no ball in that hand. Now. I feel hey. like that cost me. Uh, maybe from Bull Ogden because I wasn't as stout as mm-hmm. Roy was ungodly stout and, and uh, that's when I really got to work at Hayes because if I could get him under Roy he could get us some money mm-hmm. <coughs> and we always if one of us had it the other one had it yeah. they wasn't no here's you owe me back next week or what we just get between us Yeah. you remember the first time you took off for Cheyenne you know what I can't but I got right in there and hit that ground two few times. I went it one time. Yeah. Well, you had a lot of speed up up there, didn't you? Oh, yeah. This year they just got about 20. Uh, yeah, they shortened the score. Yeah, it was 30 when we was going. wonder why they shortened the score. Huh? wonder why they shortened the score up there. You know what? I don't know why they did, but for years, yeah. man, you, the first run you made on the cattle – They'd walk out here and they'd walk back over here, and then when he when you jumped out of there, it was a runaway. Right. You might be two thirds of that arena before you catch him. Right. They wouldn't be catching like they are last yeah. this right. year. Right. Right. And uh, big old steers, yeah. big steers. And I mean, you had to take a hold of. Them. <laughs> Were you guys nervous getting up to Cheyenne, or did you like? Bulldog Shit, no, we wasn't nervous on nothing. <laughs> we, we, we just wanted to get that money. Well, I've, I've seen a few guys around there on the slack mornings in the Bulldog, and where a handful of them were a little bit nervous. Oh, so, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. But now look here, me and Roy practiced out in the pasture on them cows. Yeah, so that's we, nothing. Just like Bulldog and Cheyenne, every time we practiced till we got an arena built and some steers. Yeah. Cody, my grandfather, Hayes for Dick Truitt up there, and it's probably in the 40s, but Dick was getting up there in age a little yeah. bit, and uh, – He'd went out of the average, and this was his second steer. And my, my grandfather said they were way down in the arena, a hard-running steer. And, and my grandfather hollered at him and said, we've gone too far. And Dick just got down anyway. <laughs> he wasn't going to drive up from Stonewall, all the way from Stonewall to Cheyenne and not right. pull up his horse. Or there's some horses you can't run by one on, Jimbo, or you'll learn a real good lesson if you right. do, I think. Right. There's yeah. some of them out there. This horse that broke my arm. Yeah. We'd been texting around and. I was doing pretty good, and me and her just got married. And I was going to take this horse and go to made the finals down there at the LRA. You know. We was out there practicing. Well, I never thought. I mean, I'd rode a lot of them horses, and they'd run the back end turn, you know. Well, I get about halfway down the arena, I don't jump. Well, I didn't get too excited. I went, well, this horse didn't turn or nothing. We've got that fence. He went to our barn, and over the fence we went. Well, I kicked my feet out of the from his butt hit me in the butt, and it knocked me 20 foot in there. When I come down, I hit on that arm. And when I got up, my hand was right here. 
Yeah. So he didn't get to rodeo for three or four years after the, there wasn't no bone in there, you know. Who hazed for you while he was? Uh, everybody, anybody, everybody, everybody, everybody that we could get. But you missed him, didn't you? <laughs> we we got him back in there though. Yeah. <laughs> but me and Roy, there wasn't nothing else we could have done that we would have done as good as what we done. Rodeo. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because we didn't get an education. We're not the brightest guys on the block when it comes to book learning. Now, common sense and how to survive, we can make it. And and we worked it to bulldogging harder than most people. We done right. it every day. After yeah. we finally got a serene and got enough money to have a few horses and steers, we did. We worked at it twice as hard as everybody else, and I think that's what made Roy, what you he made the finals how many times? 24. 24 times at the finals, you know, and I think that's the reason it was we had the determination and we worked at it hard. And we'd go, other people would tell us different little things. Yeah. You know, you learn a little every time you go somewhere. But it was our life. And is either throw them steers down or work at the feed store. Who was your toughest competition when you, in your early years in the RCA, Roy? You in the RCA? Yeah. Oh, there's quite a few. Bad, bad. Don Huddleston and that crew. James Bynum, I guess, was going. Bynum, was going. Yeah. they was. Billy Hale. Billy Hale. Billy Hale. Yeah. Willard. Willard and Benny yeah. was in there. Tom Lee Smith, you, you oh, remember yeah. Tom yeah. Lee Smith, yeah. 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 We, we, we know all, I, I can't even call them all of them on the right. name, but right. all we know all them. They've sure. been dead a long time. Yeah. What yeah. about, did y'all ever get to see old baby dog go around oh, here? Yeah. 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 Did you ever ride her? No. No. What made that horse so great, Bill? She gave you a real good lay. She'd run up there and she wouldn't duck off, but she'd really hustle hard to cattle. And when you got out, she'd move over and let your feet get on the ground. And Willard was showing up a good hazer. And, you know, there's a guy by the name of Jim Smith that had a horse called Old Cole. And when me and Roy started going to him, that's when Roy really went to winning good, and I done pretty good. Oh, was Oklahoma star and bird horse, and he was, at that time, he was, Baby Doll had done quit. He was the next, he was the best horse on the road at that time. Big stout horse. In fact, Jim Smith just died, what, three or four months ago or five? I don't remember. Oh, Colt was the horse's name. That breeding, there's been a lot of great rodeo horses coming out of that Oklahoma star and bird yeah. line. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, that used to be all horses. Biggest part of the horses in the rain was at Bird or Oklahoma Star. Calf horses, too, were real yeah, popular okay. Oklahoma Star. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Steer, and Beggar Boy. Steer right. horses. Uh, oh, uh, Baldy, he came off of that guy. He didn't raise him. I don't think he was bred that way, but old Ronald Mason had Baldy for a while. Yeah. That guy had a good eye for a horse, seemed like. <laughs> That's, a lot of guys do. Not many, but there are a few guys that, that like me and Bill, we we bought off the track down south, so... And uh, if they run in uh, not double A or something like that, they mm-hmm. didn't run fast sure. enough. Me and Bill got the mm-hmm. first choice, choice <laughs> on them. Well, I can only imagine about how half these half broke racehorses. They're out there trying to bulldog on them. How do how do you even get started? Well, a horse like that started in bulldogging. Well, you you bring him home and you ride him good, get him kind of tarred. You go up there and you score a few steers, might run him by one or two, and don't just keep it using him, you know, and then you, he'll get better. 
and then uh, you go to jumping, and if it didn't do good, and then you make him get in there. We've had about four horses off that racetrack uh, down there, and all of them was good horses. A lot of people can't train a horse, so, and I'm not saying that because they just go start running them and running them and running them. you got to take your time. But we've had about four good horses off the track. You said something right there that everybody might ought to take a little notice on. You'd bring them horses, you'd take them, you'd use them and get them tired before you ever yeah. done anything else on them. Now you see, know, to me, whiskey, that's a pretty big deal. Whiskey, the, my bulldog and horse, Whiskey, he, he kind of was a race horse. And that little horse, uh, uh, I've had 60 runs a day at Houston, some of them rodeos, in the slack. Wow. He'd come out of there just, you know, look like cake all over him, you know. But me and Bill, Bill had a good eye now on training, better than me, see. And uh, what he did, and I bulldogged on him. <laughs> but he, tra- he trained him horses now. What about 19, is it 65, Jimbo, or Roy, you made your first NFR over it. Uh, Oklahoma City. You know what? I couldn't tell you the first. It's sixty four, sixty five, one. Oh. Sixty four, I believe it was in sixty. Yeah, in uh, Los Angeles. So yeah, yeah. sixty five. Yeah. What was it like? You remember anything about headed to Oklahoma City there that first they time? Had a lot of, they had a lot of cold beer, and me and Roy were trying to get the money. <laughs> I got to say, y'all had to be some of the fan favorites, being a couple local guys from right here in Shakota yeah. competing right over there in Oklahoma City. I bet you had a lot of fans and a lot of family out there. Uh, yeah, and I hated it because when they called, got ready to bulldog out there at the city, I was down at the bar down there, and they'd have to come get me out of the bar to get on my horse. <laughs> they'd come, they're going to bulldog. I said, I'll be there. But we never got to do stuff, you know, and we got to drinking a little bit, but we had to quit that in four or five years, you know, to if you really – Bulldog, you want to be no whiskey in you. But, well, uh, we were just a couple of young cowboys that had never seen the we, bright we lights. We never had seen the bright lights. Sure. Plus, it's fun. You just had to have a good. Oh, I mean, yeah. I don't know. I don't know a cowboy that didn't spend a few their fair amount that's of time just, at the beer stand in their life. That's just part of life. You know, grow. That's just part of growing, growing up. up. That's life. right. That's what it is. But you grew out of it. Yeah. Oh yeah. We was lucky. We was blessed. Now, you, a lot of guys done just like us, but you, when you get out of it, you'll do a lot better. A lot better. Well, besides cold beer, I'm thinking there might have been a lot of pitch games going on around. Oh, yeah. Before, after, during, and on their way, and home from the rodeos. Yeah. yeah. Roy, was, Roy was pretty bad to get in the pitch games <laughs> or the dice game at Las Vegas. I can tell some pretty good stories, but we don't need to tell them on <laughs> first time, I, first time we went to Las Vegas, I had never been out there, but Roy had. We got out there, and Roy lost everything we had at the dice table. Yeah, I've been there too, Roy. Yeah, <laughs> but two or three times I lost everything I had. <laughs> I was out there working for a month, and uh, I did that. The first night I was there, Jimbo, I was down to the 99-cent ham and eggs over yeah, downtown yeah. the rest oh, of the two weeks. Well, you was lucky. The guys, the, <laughs> most of them guys knowed me. 
and they buy my breakfast and stuff. Yeah. You know. <laughs> I didn't have we a penny. A, we, we, we went to Vegas. I got to tell this one story, and it's just story. Me and Roy, I had never been there. This first time. Well, then the arena was down there behind Benny Binion's place. Well, we took our horses down there and put them up. Well, Roy, it's about eleven o'clock or eleven thirty. Roy wanted to show me the bright lights. He said, "Let's go." So we're walking up through there, and I never forget these two old gals. They had one of them little bitty cars. They come by and they said, "Hey, Tex, can you roll a bull derm in this wind?" I said, "You bet." And me and Roy grabbed that bumper and picked them up. <laughs> when they got them doing about a hundred, we turned them loose. <laughs> they went down. And <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what. One time, turned them over. I guarantee you, I bet they never did call nobody texting and stop asking no yeah, more questions. Hey, Tex. That's we, the worst thing you can call someone from Shakota. Yeah. Yeah. Tex. Look here, we met a lot of people early on, a lot, and we, we, we was poor boys, but we, we tried to help everybody we could. We never, ever thought we was no better than nobody else. We were just a couple of cowboys. I could haze pretty good, and Roy could get them down, and we was there to get the money. You know. And if we got any money, if you needed, Roy would give it to you. I mean, we wasn't. Uh, we never did. If one of us had a dollar, the other one had it, because we were raised up that right. way. Well, yeah, or the die. Well, we, 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 we done good, boy. We had a good life. We're 80 and 81 years old. We're still, we're still here. We know where we're at most of the time. <laughs> did when, you you're, have- when you're out there behind Binion's. Uh, that was the big rodeo that Benny used to put on, right? Oh, the El Dorado yeah. days. Yeah. Did y'all yeah. know Benny? Yeah. Benny Benny? Yeah. Well, yeah, personally. Yeah, I owed him about seven or 8000 one time. I lost <laughs> down there, and I said, oh, can I catch you later? And I finally got him paid off. Yeah. I always heard he was a real good friend of the rodeo cowboy. He was. Oh, he, No, he best. loved cowboys. Yeah. See, Benny had a stagecoach. He wanted to drive it in the finals at Oklahoma City. The committee wouldn't let him. He said, I will drive my stagecoach in the international finals. Okay. He got her moved to Las Vegas. He got Vegas to put up enough money. It was the best thing that ever happened to the Cowboys. And the money went up a lot. Now you can go out there and come home with half a million dollars. At Oklahoma City, Roy... He, he placed three or four times over at one year, and I think we got 1400 you know. But I, it was just getting started and stuff, you know. What did you think when you went out there to the finals the first time? Was it a lot different than Oklahoma City, the arena and everything? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's a lot, a lot smaller. It, it, it was a lot bigger than Oklahoma City. Yeah, but the arena was smaller. Oh, yeah, was, the yeah. arena was smaller. Yeah. But the stands, it, it could hold more people. In the first year we went out there, the, the go-rounds paid $8,000. If you win $8,000 at Oklahoma City, you, you'd win three or four go-rounds in the average. And after that, it's just got bigger and bigger. It's the best thing that ever happened to the cowboy world. And I, I For mean, the money-wise. Yeah. Money-wise. They put up the money, and now then you can go, you can actually go to Vegas and win a ranch you know, in mm-hmm. the Bulldog or any event out there. Rodeon, Rodeon has improved so much in the last 30 years, it's unreal. Money-wise. and mm-hmm. stuff. Takes a lot of money to go, though, now, too, and the rigs they have yeah. and stuff. I don't know how they can afford them. I don't know how they afford them either. And these horses nowadays, holy moly. Yeah. I mean, y'all give 
fair amount for one back in the day at twenty five hundred, and your bank oh, loaned you the money. Of, that, that was a lot, lot of money. money. Yeah. What would that be like? You know, oh. twenty five thousand now. I'm not sure. Ten times. Oh, they give more. But you still can't even touch a good nowadays for for fifty thousand. For fifty, right? Yeah. If you could just if you could just go buy a good one, yeah, there'd be a lot of people with a good one. If if somebody's got a real good one, they ain't gonna sell him anyway. No, (laughs) they've been a lot of people that had a pretty good horse, but they didn't reason they wouldn't sell them for nothing. They loved them and they used them. I read one time your whiskey horse that you. Put like 60-some runs on him in one day or something at a rodeo. 50-something. 50-something. 50-something steers in the slack. In the slack. Just different people riding him. Yeah. Yep. At Fort Worth, Houston, and them. I, I, I'd run that many, and when I got done, it'd be like soap suds all over him. Yeah. But he was tough. Must have been. Yeah. I bought him over in Arkansas. Off of uh, his own race track, mm-hmm. and this boy had bought him, and just he was green. And I bought him. What did I give for him? Uh, you give Carter six thousand. Six thousand dollars, and everybody I said I was crazy. Mm-hmm. Well, I took him to the went and got him. Took him the next day to the rodeo. He had him just started. He wasn't finished. But I I, I went, started winning, and went. Uh, long as I had him. And that, them riders, a lot of riders say, we're going to get off that horse if you don't cut some of them off. Yeah. I said, if they, anybody wants to ride this horse, they can do it. Because when me and Bill started, we got turned down a few times, mm-hmm. you know. And I never turned a guy down on whiskey. Mm-hmm. Never turned on any horse I had. Did he ever get bad in the box, Roy? With that many runs? No, he was. He was a thoroughbred. He he, he that's a freak, isn't it? Yeah. To not get bad in the box like that. Oh. I mean, you put 60 runs on a horse in one day at a rodeo and he's hot, he don't get bad in the box. That's right. That's pretty wild to me. We got a lot of people on this deal that, uh, <laughs> we got a lot of people watching this that don't necessarily know the ins and outs of all things rodeo. Yeah. So you're telling... Explain to some folks why you're letting other people ride your horse and yeah. and stuff. Because um, yeah. it's part of your living, I know, yeah. but not everybody knows that. Uh, get, well, go ahead, Bill. You get 25%. If you ride my horse, you win $100, you give me 25 of it. Yes, sir. I made quite a bit of money with horses. I win a little bit of money. Roy win lots of money. I win a little bit. But I made a lot of money with horses. And I was blessed. I could haze pretty good. And I could help people win. And Roy had old whiskey and a couple of more horses. And I've had two or three real good horses. And we made a lot of amount of money. And me and Roy never did turn nobody down. You know what I mean? If they wanted to ride, we let them ride. If, if he'd been to the rodeo, fine. If he hadn't, that's fine, you know. Because you don't never know who's going to win it, you know. But there's a lot of money to be made today with a good team of horses. Yeah. Is it still just twenty five percent? It hadn't went up. No, it hadn't no. went up since no. you guys started bulldogging, probably. No, no. no it but what ain't has went up. went up? What has went up in the rodeo business is the prize money. But uh, also the cost of fuel, trailer, horses. Oh yeah, everything's went entry up. Entry fees, with it. everything. It just surprised me that it stayed at twenty five percent this whole time. Uh, and they ever, ever 
sometime everybody will come up with a good horse and get to riding him and it's still 25%. You know, you get, it's not like <laughs> this other, but uh, it, would you ever handpick some guys to to get in your rig that you knew were dang sure good bulldoggers and? Well, yeah. Look here, I built the arena here in this place. I've helped a lot of people bulldog right over in that arena. They still come here, but arena be full here, kids and stuff. Yeah. Uh, learning. Well, this is the mecca. These boards here is kind of watching it. They're gonna get a, get there. They're gonna put on a little weight. Yeah. Well, they like will. Two though. or three years. Yeah. Then. They're down trying to throw them down and yeah. stuff, you know. Yeah, so. Yeah. I tell you what, I got them doing. I got them roping pretty good. Yeah. I got a, one of them drag steers. Yeah. And we're roping pretty good. Yeah, I noticed the roping dummies and stuff out here. Yeah. They go out there every day and get on there and rope. Yeah. They're teaching each other and they're getting pretty good. They run 10 or 12 years, I think, or whatever. They didn't miss a steer, you know. Right. Their dad got them a arena right across the creek there, right up there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but we ain't put it up yet. But we got to put it running. up yet. But they, they got them a rainer when they get ready. But rodeo on today, man, it's a great. It's it's got better ever since me and Roy started. You know, and there's lots and lots of good people in the rodeo business. The camaraderie is completely different than most other sports because cowboys help cowboys. You know, in a lot of places, you know. Shoot old Don Huddleston, you talking about Don? He, uh, I don't, I'm trying to think where I was at, but he was going over, way over 200 miles or somewhere to another rodeo, and his horse got crippled. And I had Exeter one. He said, Roy, can I use your horse for a day or two? I said, Sure. Let him take my horse. You know, we helped each other. You know whose stall I used to clean down there every. Every week, he'd hire me to come clean his stall. Jim Painter. Do oh, you, you know Jim Painter very oh, good? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he stayed down there in practice with him and his wife. Lived, lived us out of Muskogee. He married this woman, and she was teaching school. Yeah, he'd come down to the house and born in and practice with us. I rode you over to a lot. I can tell a lot on Painter. <laughs> uh, yeah, he was, a, he, was a, he was always a great guy. Uh, I never realized what a, you know, old school bulldogger he was, you know. Oh, yeah. And uh, Federson, he'd be over there sometimes too when I, when see, I was cleaning that stall. See, you're like me and Roy. We've been lucky. We we went through about three or four generations of people, and there's lots of good people in this world. Lots of good people. You know, after you get to know them. Yes, sir. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, that's something about rodeo and that I think wild men and criminals that I just thought were regular people. You know, growing up, still think of them as regular people. <laughs> Hell, Buddy Heaton moved oh, into yeah. with uh, with us right when right when he uh, got out of prison. He moved in with us yeah, with my know, grandparents. Where was Buddy at when he jumped out the window? It just having to parade in, in his two story deal. Buddy just run, jumped out the window, and hit on this wagon. <laughs> Didn't hurt him a damn bit, scared half the people to death. <laughs> I can't think of that town where he done that. Yeah. That he did. He got he in got one plenty. place he got it rode his donkey or what it was. He wasn't allowed being the parade and they had this big parade in a big town. 
And he went down there and got behind the building, and when they come by, he just got right eased in and got in the parade. That was President Kennedy's inauguration yeah. on his buffalo. Yeah. <laughs> Secret Service liked to have shot him. Yeah. He wasn't invited or anything. He rode the buffalo yeah. right up there. Son of a gun nailed it. He took his hat off. And, yeah. And uh, there's a real famous picture of it. Yeah. He wasn't allowed to be there or anything, but he went. Yeah. And he did wait around the corner for the parade, and he just jumped in it. They liked to shot him. Yeah. I can tell a lot of people this. You can play lots of games, but rodeo, the rodeo people is the best people in the world. About helping, helping each other. You know, it's, it's one for all and all for one. And most sports ain't that way. Yeah. You know? and, and there's a lot of good people in every sport. Sure, I'm just saying sure. that. But that's what I like about rodeoing. Everybody helps everybody. You know, and I got in with all the secretaries. Uh, man, I couldn't have had it no better. Right. They all treated me good. I treated them good. If I told them something, I'd done what I said I would, you know. Right. Uh, I, I can't tell a few stories on the microphone. <laughs> but I can tell one. Uh, Harry Bow at Odessa. The secretaries liked to drink a little bit. I took a half a gallon of moonshine with me to Odessa. I kept mixing them a drink and taking it in there. <laughs> Harry had to get somebody else to finish the secretary up that day, and he come and told me, he said, I ought to put you in jail. Because <laughs> they, they got plumbed down. But just, you know, it just. There used to be a lot of people when we was rodeoing that did drink. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of people now goes to church and does right. Right. But back then, it was just... A little more wild west. Mm -hmm. You know. Well, there wasn't much to do to, to occupy your time between stuff like right. there is now. There's a lot of, you know, people can look at their phones and be happy now. But, heck, yeah. when you guys were rodeoing, you might have drank a little. You might have played a little bit of cards. But a lot of it was just something to do to pass the time, I feel like, yeah. for a lot of these guys. You know, you're talking about that phone. Me and Roy, when we first started, is one pay phone in Boynton, Oklahoma, and there's the only phone in town where you can go up there, you stand up there. She stood up there for three or four hours of time trying to get us entered in them rodeos, you know. Oh, yeah, that back then, I, you just had to keep calling, keep calling. Now you can just call up there, Nina. Not right now. Oh, you can Not right now, though. Uh, uh, I don't know what's going on. They've been attacked, and they're holding the whole – Oh, yeah. PRCA system hostage right really? now. You can't call and enter a road. They're drawing bucking horses at the rodeos with poker chips right now, Roy. Yeah. Just they like are. they used to. I'll tell you what, now what people ain't. What, well, what, what is the deal on that? I, well, someone's I hijacked the uh, PROCOM system yeah. that you call in and enter, and yeah. they're holding it for ransom. No, <laughs> they want money. Them, I think it's $9 million they want. Yeah. $3 million. $3 million. We've got to pay them $3 million for them to turn. Look, now, Roy... Well, we don't need to talk about that on this deal, but you're exactly right. It's pretty crazy. Yeah, it, no, it's pretty dangerous. Yes, sir. Now, I'm telling you. Well, people don't. It, they've had to go back to the old way of doing things. Yes. Basically, yeah. what it is, and I saw someone wrote on there the other day said, and I'm not bashing the PRCA for nothing because that's the best thing the Cowboys have going, but you know they said that uh, their number one priority should be on Monday morning is to take entries, and draw positions so they can tell the guys when they're up Right. You know, yeah. with these rodeos. Yeah. So whatever they need to do to make that happen, 
whether the commissioner herself needs to go down there and start answering phones and writing it down. You know, well, they probably should do to. it. I mean, there's not another more important thing in the PRCA than getting entered in the rodeo right. and getting drawn up on your day you're up. Right. And uh, there's not a more important thing than those two things, in my opinion. They're my, they're everything now is trying to make big money. Just like that deal there. Just like you said, they need to go back to drawing and that stop a lot of it. Yeah. Well, they've had to do it now. <laughs> That's yeah. the thing. They've had to go back and do it like they were doing, yeah. you yeah. know, before ProCom come along. Yeah, but now I think about this, boy. ProCom is the best thing that ever happened to rodeo. For sure. Rodeoing is, is a big-time sport now. Used to it was just a bunch of cowboys getting together and having a little fun and somebody winning a little money. The game has got big, and there's, there's lots of money in the game. But this deal right here, they're going to start shutting a lot of stuff down in America. That you know, Whenever the foreign countries can shut you down and tell you what you got to do, it ain't just rodeo that's going to hurt. It's going to hurt football, everything. I mean, that's my opinion. Oh, for sure. And, when and, the and I, I shouldn't say that. Cybercrime. Yeah. When the Internet goes down, that most people are dead in the water right now. Yeah. Exactly. For sure. It's just one of those things. They, gotta, they just need – everyone needs to get a backup system ready to go just like you used to do it. Yeah. Right. So, what do you guys think about bulldogging today with the shorter setups and the smaller cattle? Well, you know, the, on that, the cattle is getting where you can't even hardly get cattle. Some of them don't even have the horns hardly. Yeah. Yeah, I did. Are they bulldogging uh, longhorns at Cheyenne this year? They said first time ever. Yeah. Well, they got to get them somewhere because Mexican, the Mexican cattle's about gone. Right. I mean, I guess. Right. The way they talk. And uh, so they're just bulldogging and roping what they can Right, find. what they can find. Yeah. You know, never, we'll never see the big cattle again, but but it's changed bulldogging, yeah. though. I mean, the guys don't have to set the cattle up like they used to and stuff, you know, and you'd know more about that than I do, but... Uh, well, I know, I, I know one year over here at Oklahoma City when the finals was there, uh, they brought in... Uh, 700 pound cattle out of feedlot. Had big horns, 700 pound, average. And run them in the bulldog. And in that little arena <laughs> city, you had to get a start and you'd be over halfway. And sometimes you'd be almost back in. You'd just have to rear back, catch a steer, put your feet up, and, <laughs> you know, and uh, now look what they run. Yeah. Kids can throw them down a lot of places. I know, I know. It really ain't a good bulldog, and because a lot of them steers just fall over and stuff, you know, right. you gotta right. be have a little luck to go with it. Did you watch the bulldog in Houston this year on the Cowboy Channel? Yeah, I did. Big arena. Right. Yeah, and and they were lost. I mean, the horses lost. The cowboys were lost. I mean, it was really a cowboy event, you know. But I never seen so many guys not get down on one down there as I did during that rodeo. See, I, I've really been hauling uh, cattle in my truck. I'd be in Montana everywhere right. for six, seven years there, longer. But now I quit and I'm home a lot more. Right. I got older, traffic's so bad, <laughs> everything. The highway patrolman's is on you, stopping you everywhere. So I just go from here to Oklahoma City, kind of. Yeah. 
they kind of few guys here, and they got a sail barn here, and uh, I take quite a few loads. Yeah. Now, I ain't took like one last week and one, the, but they ain't had the four thousand dollars cattle at Oklahoma City. See, most usually got fifteen thousand head there and stuff. Everybody's sold down, and cattle's got so high, it's kind of at a standstill. I'll haul one load a week and a half ago, and I haul one load last week. What size trailer are you hauling? I got a. a you got a pot. You can haul about 90 head at a time. Gotcha. And then I've got a ground load that'll haul 50 500 uh, pound cattle. Mm-hmm. We're kind of getting off this deal on the road. Hey, if you need some cattle hauled around here, get a hold of Roy. Yeah. He'll I, get them there. Yeah. But I. I, I I quit my deal just in Oklahoma, and I ain't even going out west. Right. Because them highway patrolmen's at west will be setting ever 10 miles. They throw the most disgruntled highway patrolmen out west, I feel Do like, they? too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the place you don't want to be, and that's where they throw the meanest ones, I feel like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Bill. You guys have, you know, San Angelo has the big steer roping and calf roping jackpot, and Wendy Ryan has big jackpot, and the Spicer Grip out in Hereford, big jackpots. About the biggest steer wrestling jackpot I ever heard of is right here, the Duval steer wrestling jackpot. How did that get started? Well, we bought a place up here where Roy lives. We built a arena, and it's having a few little jackpots, so we had to I told Royce, let's have us a jackpot here. We can make a little money. We didn't charge nobody to get in, but we had a chance to make money, and that's how it started. And it just kept getting bigger and bigger, and I used to have steer undecorating. Shit, we did come from California everywhere. But we'd have one bulldog, and you could put up $1,000, 10 people. We'd take 10 steers. they run 10 steers. Whoever's fastest on 10 got $10,000. We got the money, and then people got to coming, and it just kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger, you know. And it's kind of tough now because cattle's so hard to get a hold of. But we just had a three-day deal up there. You know, we had an open on the first day, or had a uh, top so many. Second day, we had the junior bulldog and the girl steer undecorating and something else. And then Sunday, it was open to everybody. And it just kept growing and getting bigger. And the first one we had, we had a couple, and it was pretty good. And then we had one, Benny Craig, come by here, him and Red Duffin. And Benny Craig went $8,000 at the jackpot. That boosted it all up. That really after that. and then 40, we got, 40 something years we've had that yeah. jackpot. The last two years, it's not been as good on account of. Uh, people ain't got the money. A lot of bulldoggers, kids and stuff, and they come from Florida and up here. Gas is high. But they still get to have a good little jackpot here. Just had it what? Wasn't that long ago. It wasn't very long ago. The uh, I used to hear some tales of that jackpot where after all the jackpots were <laughs> over during the day, that's when the matches would start, and they'd, they'd go... Uh, Bareback matches. I heard they. I heard one time they had a barefoot bareback match. I don't yeah. know if there's any truth to it. Yeah. But uh, what's some of the matches they had after that, and some of the guys that maybe, maybe got in them that you wouldn't think. Well, yeah. it just like us four sitting here, and 
you wanted a match and I wanted a match, well, I'll bet you 500 I can beat you. We'd put up 500, and then the people on the side would gamble every how they wanted to. But we had a deal, 10 guys put up $1,000 a piece, run 10 steers a piece, and the winner got 10000 It got big. They'd come to California and everywhere. Oh, yeah, it's the biggest one. It's the most notable. Is there is there even any other big steer wrestling jackpots going? There's I know there's Don there's Huddleston has one down there, and you guys have one. And Don don't get probably 20 bulldoggers. Anymore. Now, we got, they got about 40 or 50 here this year, and uh, they have the junior and then two or three different ones out here. But it's, it's slowed down. People ain't got the money. They could drive. They can't drive from Louisiana and Florida up here for the cat and take a chance on not winning nothing. So that's the reason it's cutting down. Yeah. I wish you guys would make that a standalone PRCA bulldogging, and uh, I think we got to add ten thousand dollars to it. But I think we could do it. Right. Make it sanctioned, and I guarantee you, every one of them in internet if it counts for yeah. to make Vegas. Oh yeah, if it starts counting for Vegas, you'll have to limit it. Yeah, well, we we had a, a steer roping up there in Pahuska this year and right. limited it to 45 ropers, right. the top 35 in the world, and then we took 10 wild cards. And I don't know why we couldn't do that with the steer wrestling well, right here. You could, but you need to talk to Sam and Spud. They run it. Me and Roy just go out there and tell Wild West. They, oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't want anything to do with having to put it on. I'll just say <laughs> Uh, uh, we 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 stay out of it. Me and Bill do. <laughs> we how, visit. How come look here? How come that jackpot got bit? <clears throat> the first one we had was pretty good. The second one was pretty. The third one we had. <clears throat> Red Duffin come by here with Benny Craig. Benny Craig went eight or ten thousand, wasn't it? Yeah. And, and that's when it and, and that's when big. the people it started getting bigger and bigger and we added it, it started out a one day deal and then it went to a two day deal and then it went to a three day deal. And you know, we had a lot of matches and people would come and it, people just had a good time. We had the girls steer undecorating and What's the best match you saw over? The best, best steer match. wrestling match. You need something to drink, Bill? <clears> oh, <throat> uh, yeah. The what now? The best match you ever saw over there at your jackpot. Oh man, you 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 can see a lot of good ones. <laughs> I, I mean, when yeah. you put up a thousand and two thousand and all that, what made, you will get the good ones. <clears throat> what made that good? The first year we had it, somebody win ten thousand. That word got around. The next year. They was calling and entering. We just took 10, and we'd keep 10 head of fresh steers. Yes, sir. Put them in there, line them up, number them 1 to 10. You're the first bulldog, second, third, and fourth. And we just rotate, drop off one every time, and that way you run all 10 steers. Yes, sir. And the winner got $10,000. Well, you know, how many jackpots pays $10,000? We had the first one that ever done. Now then, they're getting where they have some more of them. It's pretty good. Guys, if you guys were making a Mount Rushmore of Bulldoggers, put four four Bulldoggers up there on your Mount Rushmore, who would you put up there? I don't even go to another road. Well, I mean, that no, you've no, seen no, back no, in your day, oh, not, oh, not going okay. now. Roy, 
Dubow. Okay. Oatberry. James Bynum. Okay, and uh, I can't think of his name right now. You talking about like the four greatest bulldoggers that ever was? What they're talking about, Roy? Yeah. You, Oat. Yeah, James Bynum's one of them. Hell, there's a bunch of them in there. I can't. That fourth one's always the hardest. The, the one that drank all the time, Roy. Tom Neesmith. Tom, Tom Neesmith. That, in my opinion, now there was Harley May, Jack Roddy, Walt Linderman. You know, you could you could really mm-hmm. pick ten guys sure. out. Sure. Over the last eighty years, and all of them had. Do y'all want something to drink? I got this uh, coffee good. deal I'm here. Good. Thank you, man. But it, it's it's kind of hard. But oh, I would, yeah, it's hard. I would say them four I That's showed you four what, pretty good ones. I remember Tom Lee Smith right. well. Tom, he's a good cab roper too. Yeah, Tom was a cowboy. Bynum in there, James. Bynum. Yeah, put Bynum, Bynum, in, Bynum there. in there. You and Oakberry and Oakberry. See, Oak made the finals three times, and see, Roy made them seventeen times. Bynum made them every year. Mm-hmm. And, and Tom Neesmith. Yeah. Tom Neesmith was probably one of the greatest bulldoggers that ever was, yeah. style-wise. He wasn't a real big guy either, no, was he? John W. Jones, Harley May, them boys out of California. Mm-hmm. They were some boys out there that you'd have to put in there. So, right. Right. you know, you got, you got quite a few guys. Right. You know. well, I don't think there no nobody that made it as many times. I, 24 times I made the finals. And I... It wasn't going to go the last the next year. I thought I'm going and trying to make it 25. Mm-hmm. You know, just want to make it 20, and I missed it by three thousand dollars. <laughs> so and then I quit. You know, you never did have a lot of bad injuries, did you? No. How did you keep from getting hurt? Shoot, yeah, you run over take the all of them. And hurt <laughs> a lot of them guys that get loose and brain right. I took hold of the reason that happened. That's the only way me and Roy had of making any money. We didn't have no education. We wasn't the smartest. To, hell, I, I've been all over the world and can't read and write. Mm-hmm. You know, but that was why we lasted so long, because it was a job. It wasn't a, a right. fun. It was just a job. And we worked at it. When we wasn't at the rodeo, we worked at it every day when we was home if it wasn't raining. Right. Yeah. Well, I won't tell you one thing, man, Bill, done when we went to Calgary, Canada, We'd never been in Canada. Yes, sir. Well, shoot, we had a gun and truck and everything else. <laughs> but they just had happened, so happened they didn't check us. Them guys was telling us up there, you know. We'd never been that far up there. I went to bulldogging up there. First one they had. The first one they had. I went $2,800 and back in. That was a lot of money. They give it to I'm us in cash. That's a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they laid that cash out right oh, there on yeah. those tables. Yeah. My yeah. dad told me about it. Twenty eight hundred. You could go in like the bank in there now. right on the grounds and get cash or a check. Yeah. A bunch of them was uh getting checks and sending home. I got I got my twenty eight hundred or and I give Bill half and I took half. And we had Things to eat on and everything. Yeah, we could eat more than one hamburger. <laughs> That's a big old rodeo up there, isn't it? Oh yeah. yeah. Oh. You said it's the first really book. Is it any diff- Was it any different than rodeoing down here when you got up there? Well, I'm thinking, ah, oh, this is a little same, bit different same, than back home. Same game. Same, same game. A lot. Of, most game. same people. 
Yeah. You said the first bulldog. Now, before that, they had undecorating. Right. Is that right? Yeah. Right. Deer undecorating, yeah. put a ribbon on, run right. down, get ribbon right. and throw it up. So what year would that have been first? Do you remember? Oh, hell, I can't. In the 60s, yeah. I guess? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, it was in the 60s. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I guess it was. I'd shoot that We had a preacher, didn't we? When you get, I can't have time. I can't, just like now, try and make out people's names right, and this right, and that. right. You get 80 years old, you can't think. <laughs> you guys were probably right at home over there bulldogging in Pendleton, one you? Just, just like in the pasture back home. Sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sure. Now, I ain't kidding. I went in Pendleton. Yes, sir. Well, in fact, I went Calgary, Cheyenne, and Pendleton all the same year. Wow. Come That's like the Kendall, Triple Crown. Would Cheyenne, you call that the Triple Crown of Rodeo that year? Triple Crown. Yeah. Holy huh? moly, that's something else. Yeah. Well, all in the same year for sure. Yeah. I can see in your whole career, you know, because you had a long career, been to him a bunch, but all in the same year is really something. You know, we just blessed. Good Lord just took care of us. Took care of us. And we always had to, we got to winning some good money. We always had no truck and had flats on them and everything else. I heard one time you were at Pendleton Roy, and I, I think you sledded this steer quite a ways down the arena. And they said, as soon as you got done bulldogging that steer, off went your britches because that grass burned you so bad. Is there any truth truth that to that is, one? That is the truth. Buddy, when you scoot down that grass, I'm telling you, a lot of them, and a lot of horses get crippled there. You know, you come down here and go over that hill and there, go down. Yeah, you're a high rate of speed. Yeah. I've roped steers there a bunch. See, you can't even look. You're sitting way back up on this hill, and they say, Coming out halfway, you better leave when they say halfway because that steer, you won't catch him. Yeah, they got a guy driving him with a buggy whip yeah. riding a horse yeah. down that big lane, don't they? Yeah. I couldn't even imagine how they actually did the whole Pendleton Roundup when I was a kid just by people talking about it until I went up there. Yeah. And now, luckily enough, it's on TV for everybody to see. But yeah. I, I didn't even understand. You backed up against the grandstands and... That side of the box is just people standing there. Yeah. And then the, the rope and shoot's just a big alley. Yeah. They they said, you said, turn him out. And your man is standing, here he comes halfway. When he said halfway, you could start because the next one was, he's here. And if you waited till he's here and then took off, you was way behind. See, that come uphill from the back back there. And at the top of the hill, that racetrack goes plumb around the whole arena. And it's... Like this, going in the arena. Well, here you you take off. You don't even see the steer when you take off. But he's going to come by you. Okay. That, that arena, the, where the track is, they got disked up. Oh, I heard that icebox. You're past that and you hit that grass. I'm telling you, smoking. And you be smoking when you get up. <laughs> <I'm being laughs> <dead>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we've seen a lot of things me and old Bill has and had a lot of fun and met a lot of people. And uh, a lot of people, well, I guess, is, that we know is dead. A lot of people died that, lately. That's what sucks about growing old and getting old. Yeah. I guess. 
Well, you never get over. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make it. I think, think I'm ninety or five, ninety-five. I feel good now. You look good. Holy uh, moly! When he walked work. to the door a while ago, I yeah. said, still "Hope we don't make him mad, Jimbo." I want a bulldog every day. I'm surprised you ain't got a team out there going right now, Roy. Just hauling, hauling some boys around. Well, I probably couldn't get enough to now. My hazing ain't too good. I'd have to, and I ain't got the money to go to all them, buy gas and go to all them rodeos. <laughs> well, the rodeo one's got to be, it takes quite a bit of money. To oh, yeah. Uh, if you don't win now. now. boys, this is the truth. When me and Roy first started, we pulled in over in Arkansas somewhere one time. We pulled around on the hooker trailer. And stuff. Well, here we like to run over two or three of these bunch of boys out there sleeping in the grass. And it, it wasn't it wasn't just that rodeo. Quite a few of them, you know, they didn't have campers and sleep, had them a quilt and make them a pallet on the ground and sleep. And they know. didn't have money to get a room. And a lot of times you get a motel one, wouldn't it be six or eight day in it? You know, yeah, he's in there <laughs> sleeping. What's the most guys you guys ever had in a rig going down the road? Oh, I probably. Six, you can't haul a whole bunch, you know, new horses and all that. Now, these boys now has got these big campers, and they haul six or eight and sleep them in there. We slip in the three in the back in the camper and three up there driving, about six. We didn't have them big fancy rigs like they got now. No, they didn't come around till just recently. Like- yeah. Even places like up at Cheyenne, I guess that uh, they're running people in and out pretty quick, yeah. make, making sure all the cowboys are gone for the next set coming in because yeah. the rigs are so big they can only fit so many oh, trucks and trailers there. You're exactly right. It's it's changed that part of the, the game hadn't changed any. Fastest steer still wins. Now what you got to do, you got to work at getting the fastest steer. You know, and then there's a lot of people playing the game because the money's big. What do y'all think about the tournament-style rodeos where they're taking the average out of play? No big per- deal? Personally, I don't like it. I don't like it, but they can do. But if I was in there, I'd say something, but I don't. Well, I'm not trying to be yeah. negative about it. I'm just trying to see what you guys think about it compared to well, an see, average. If they're you get, have a three or getting a lot average. of these one-headers. Well, see, two, you're there. Got a chance three ways to make money: average and two go rounds. Yes, sir. Now, if it's just one, don't do nothing. You're out. And you go to running at 60 and 50 and 60 guys in the deal. It's pretty hard to get in that uh, six time. You know, it's just. I just don't like it. The only like thing it they, like it they do, they'll give you like two or three go round or chances to advance. You know, where before if you drew a bad steer or something, just take you out of the rope. Yeah. And this way you've got the next night to maybe make it and yeah. get into the yeah. finals. But there's several ways to look at it. But most of the guys your age don't like it. You know, we've talked yeah. to several of them. Yeah, I don't like it. Yeah. I, or I don't. It, it ain't hurting me now. But right, sure. I still wouldn't want sure. to right. have it that way if I right. was in there. Right. Well, a guy ought to get credit for having the two fastest steers down, you know, right. well, and not have to start over on Sunday, right. you know. One headers, is, you got to get lucky. Right. Two headers, have a little luck. Mm-hmm. A five header, it's ability. Right, right. You know, 
see, and, and in the bulldog, and we'll say the hazer and the bulldog and work together, and you go catch five steers, and you're going to be three on one, five on one, six right. on one, three on another, and maybe ten on your last. Right. But you add it all up, you win the bulldog. Right. The game well, like they're doing this year, I was watching it, that, that uh, they run a go, and then they pick three out of that, say they're ten going up there at some of them six. But ten, well, they take the top three or four, and those is out, gone. And they, then right. others get to go with Right. Only thing I can say about Rodeo, Rodeo's got to be where you can make some real money now. You know, you can, where you can make some real money yeah. rodeoing now. And used to, if, if there'd be a few guys do pretty good, and most of us would be there, you know, trying yeah. to figure out how to get enough money to pay the fees at the next one. But if you won 5000 back in your day, oh. you could buy two pickups for $5,000 back oh, yes. then. Oh, and yeah. now you win 50000 you can't buy a good <clears> No. So, I, you know, there's several I, ways of looking at it. Yeah. yeah. It's tougher to make money at it now, and it pays bigger than it ever did. Yeah. Well, well there's so many more in it, too, you know. So, What was y'all's favorite rodeo to go to every year? You're in and you're out. You just knew you were going to win a little money there or or just liked going to it. Which one was y'all's favorite? I just, the I last one. To go to the <laughs> I used to like Sydney Highway. You go up there to Sydney, man, they fed good. You oh, yeah, they five fed steers. good. Had to dance hall right down there under the hill, you know. A lot of action going on at Sydney Highway. And everybody would, it was just a fun rodeo, you know. That Northwest, I always thought they treated cowboys pretty good up there in the fall. Sure did. It's a long ways up there. But yeah. Once you got there, it seemed like they fed your horses for you when you got up there, and every one of them had some meals for you. Shoot, you had to, when you went up there, you had to kind of watch out. You'd come around the curve, and here'd be them buggies in there, right on the highway, going down the highway, buggies. No kidding. All them Mennonites. Mennonites. I grew up around all the Amish in Kansas. There was a whole Amish town right next door to the town that I I went to school in. And only Amish people lived in that town. Now, look here, I'm going to say this. When me and Roy first started, everybody said, y'all don't need to do that. There ain't no money in it. Y'all can't ever make it. Well, we made it. Now, I got them two boys right there. They rope every day. There's big money in the game now. And when me and Roy started, if you could win 100 bucks, you had a pretty good day. Now then, you can win 10, 15,000. You can win 100,000 a year in one event. You know, and that's still pretty good money. And, and you can spend half of it and still have half of it left. Well, a lot of these guys, they're winning 100000 or more, but they also have sponsorships paying them equally or more than oh, they're yeah, winning yeah, every yeah. year. Yeah, Rodeo's got a lot better boards than it's ever been. And you guys, you know, old times, cuss it, you know. Well, it's it changed, and it's supposed to. You know, the whole world, everything's changed in the world. Yes, sir. Just like used to, it was a great deal to get to play baseball. I mean, you was up on top of the world now and then they got to have them games all all week long on television football rodeoing's good you know we're living in a great country no doubt about it you know now and i'm not gonna, <coughs> i'm not going to say nothing about politics because I, I you know i didn't vote a lot of times so how if you don't vote you can't say nothing. yeah we were off rodeoing when people were voting yeah you know, in different but states. i will say this about rodeoing rodeoing has come a long ways 
and it's got to where now you can actually make a living rodeo. Me and Roy done it because we just we wasn't used to very much, and Roy could damn sure get the money, and I could haze pretty good, and we got by. You know. I married that. I married my better half right over there. And, and sixty years ago, and I sent her to school, got her an education where she could teach school so we could eat. There you go. <laughs> and, and, and she's 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 a pretty good cook. She just stayed right on right on the deal. Yeah. She yeah. said you could listen to her a little more, Bill. What she says. Well, man, we, well, we get along pretty good. Really, we do. <laughs> hey, Roy. So your first rodeo you entered, I guess, was Salisaw. Is that what you said, Bill? Salisaw. What was the last rodeo you entered? The last one? Yes, sir. I went that last year uh, to try to make it 25 times in there. I don't even remember what year. Bro, I can't tell you. I can't tell you. I can't tell you what. He might not have ran his last one yet. Maybe not. May not have ran his last one yet. He looks like he can still throw one. You (laughs) know what? I want to every time they practice Steer, but I think well, I'll break my neck or anything, you know. But I still feel good. I mean, I work. I, I, I can get around pretty good. Nineteen ninety four was your last trip to the finals, according to what I've got wrote down. Yeah. Well, I went. Uh, I went to try to make it one more time, and I just I like. I believe it was. What did I say? Well, go thirty something hundred or something. I like making it. I decided to quit. You know, I just won't put that twenty five in there. I don't know. I don't think nobody's. No, not bulldogging. Nope. I will say this: rodeoing for building Roy Duval was the best thing it ever was. Yeah. Shoot. A lot of people. A lot of people might. Not like rodeoing, but rodeoing was the best thing we ever done. Cause we, we had a lot of people, had a good life. Everything you got and everybody you know is all a result of rodeoing, Bill. But, uh, you can't take nothing with you. You take, you just have it while you're here. You know, nothing, boys. That's great. And I get a little emotional every once in a while when I really get to thinking about how, I, how good it I was. I think of it all the time. Well, who does? I guess all I, time. I usually laugh at them old men for crying. Hey, I cry every once in a while now. What does that tell you? I'm getting old. <laughs> and it means a lot to him. Oh, I'm not crying much, so how much longer am I going to last? Well, he'll roll you. Bill shut off. You're going to last. You're going to make it to your 100. <laughs> and we, you're supposed to have been dead eight or ten times. And <laughs> yeah, I had that many fights in the bill. Yeah, we, uh. <laughs> God dang, this thing come out of my ear. I, I don't wear them very much. We got there your hearing aid. Oh, yeah, they're hearing aids. Can't well, I it imagine right? it was inevitable for bulldoggers to probably start butting heads with each other when they're wanting nothing to do. Yeah. When you wanting bulldogging, so yeah. yeah, we've heard a lot of the uh, great famous, you know, rodeo, you know, rodeo history fights yeah. that you've been in. Yeah. But uh, we can talk about all them another day. Yeah. Or is it, it, look here, if you love Bad it. part about me, just like, uh, I'm just like Bill. You know, when you get our age you're, and you ain't seen them boys in a long time, you forget who they 
even what they look like, you know. Shoot, I, I knowed people all over the world, knowed me and him both, and now then I, I couldn't tell you half of them, you know. Okay, is the microphone still on? Yeah. Rodeoing was the greatest thing me and Roy Duvall could ever done. Yeah, because we didn't have no education. And we, we, we made cut, it. We cut wood. Well, that's what you decided to do. That was yeah. your education. Right, yeah. right. And you were masters at it. Yeah. You became masters. That's the reason Some I of the think, best to ever live. That's the reason I think that we done good in that field because that's what we wanted to do. We couldn't do nothing else, go get a job in a plan or nothing. See them two right there? Yep. That's going to be the next two Duvalls. Where's Riley sitting right now? Is he still bulldogging? Yeah, he, uh, he's, he's got a chance, but he needs to start picking up a little bit. He's, he's been making a little money. See, Riley Hayes is a lot of steers. This is the most busy time of year right, right now. Right. Everyone yeah. thinks it's the 4th of July, but I'm right. pretty sure it's in August. Right. It's yeah. the busiest time to rodeo. Right. Yeah, they're somewhere. A lot of money to be won right you now. You can't keep up with them. <laughs> Four generations of some of the best bulldoggers in the world in one family. That's just really something, Jimbo. Oh, what a treat it is to sit here and look at the memorabilia up there on the, above the mantle. And, uh, this is... Yeah. Trophies really? back here, horse of the year, bronzes. Mm. You know, Sam's been in the finals, Spud's been in the finals, R yeah. Riley's the finals. We got yeah. the champs right here. Sam. Sam's a good guy. Yeah. He went to college with my mother in law. Yeah. <laughs> well, like I said, boy, rodeo on for Bill and Roy Dubois was the best thing we ever done. You know, we made we made a lot of people. Most people liked us. I'm sure everybody didn't like us, but most people we got along with good. And we'd help people, and a lot of people's helped us. You were lot. good for rodeo, too. Yeah. Wasn't just good for you. Right. That's right. Well, thank you guys for coming on and telling us all those great stories from around here. And well, I wished I hadn't forgot half of the stories, but well, I still I'm glad you did because we didn't need to tell all the stories. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's probably some in there that you probably did, wasn't supposed to tell. Did you tell them that this is episode number 100? Yeah, this is that. You know, out of all the cowboys and that we've talked to, world champs and, you know, just iconic cowboys, we've been really trying to get the most special one for number 100. And I think, I think and we didn't even it. try. I mean, it just, just fell worked, together. It just yeah. worked out, you know. <laughs> yeah, we've been we fretting about number 100 way. for yep. months. And it just fell in our lap last week. We yeah. sure appreciate you guys. Well, boys, I appreciate y'all. I mean, y'all sure are good for the game. What hey, when is, is the, uh, the game. when's the jackpot right here every year? When is it? Is that Memorial Week? When is it? No. Middle week in May. Middle week in May. Everybody come in. The yep. Sounds right. about the third week in May. Get over here and uh, check it out. The Duval jackpot. How many years going so far is it? 45. 45 years. Bulldog and capital of the world. Yep. Get over here and check it out. Well, Erton Benny, and there are a lot of bulldoggers from here, too, you know. Six world champions. Yeah. That's amazing. Ain't that something, Jimbo? Yeah. That's them for start. <laughs> well, all right, everybody. It's been a great addition. Great one. See you all next week.
stories like long lost friends Rodeos and late night bends History before our time Round pens and pasture rides Cowboys of the Osage 